Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 5 of the One Proposal Podcast. I am your host, Dalia. I'd been on this faith journey a few years when I met this guy. I knew he wasn't the one, but I let my flesh have its way anyway, because it felt so good to have someone that was finally interested enough to pursue me. He made me feel as though I was the best thing that had ever happened to him. And he put me on a pedestal. Well, at least in the beginning. I felt on top of the world. So I kept him around because someone was better than no one. But I also kept him a secret to those around me because I wasn't really into him. Plus, a new Christian friend had encouraged me to get my vertical alignment with God right first before I tried to do anything horizontally. So during this time, I also began to seek spiritual counsel within the new church I was attending. I knew I needed help with this newly found life of faith. While my unsettled spirit prompted me to seek guidance about this relationship, my head was trying to convince me to keep it secret. Eventually, I did address the situation. One day, when he drove me to one of my counseling sessions, I walked inside the building while he reclined his driver's seat to take a nap. Inside the meeting, I mentioned something about a potential relationship. My pastor looked at me square in the eyes and said with an authoritative voice, You are not ready. His words only confirmed what I already knew. My mind then set to racing about how to devise a game plan to backtrack out of the mess I was already in with this guy. But more importantly, how I would make it out of the building without anyone knowing who I had waiting just outside. I wish I could say that I heeded my pastor's advice right then and there, but I didn't. What began as an innocent game turned into an intoxicating and destructive relationship without the label. A few months later, we made the decision to stop talking, but on multiple occasions, we found ourselves back in each other's arms repeatedly until the evening I called him and he was in bed with his ex. How did I find out? Oh, he told me in a nonchalant manner, and then abruptly hung up on me. That call was a final straw I needed to begin framing a life that would be pleasing to God. I was finished doing it my way, living a double life. Let's pray. Lord God in heaven, I commit this journey to you, trusting it wholly to you. Cause my thoughts to become agreeable to your will. Today, I'm asking for your wisdom in the area of relationships, preparation, and being found by the one. I ask that our minds may be opened to see your light so that we will know and understand what is a hope to which you have called each one of us. As women who are yet to be married, we commit our way to you, Lord. We roll each care of this load to you. We lean on, rely on, and are confident in you and trust that you will bring it to pass in Jesus' name. After that call, I began to wholeheartedly seek after God and desired to live a life which would be pleasing to God in the area of relationships. Then, 
a few years later, when the fulfillment of marriage still hadn't dropped into my lap, I asked God what my role in this whole equation of being found was. In response, I sensed the phrase, get ready. The answer didn't seem biblical in nature, so I dismissed those two words as being my own thoughts. Let me pause right there. When I first didn't know how to hear God's voice, he used men and women after his own heart, such as my pastors, who had no other interest except my spiritual well-being in mind. And then, as I began to learn how to become sensitive to God's voice, I asked God to confirm his voice by backing it up with his holy scripture. That way, I would be certain that it was his voice I was hearing. Today, as I think back to those two instances, I am in awe that on both occasions, God used the same word, ready. First, when I sat across from my pasture, it's as if God anointed his lips to tell me I was not ready. Then, years later, when I sought God about relationships, he used the same word in a different context, get ready. It wasn't until today that I made the connection. I am in awe and deeply encouraged. It's amazing to know that God purposely used the word ready and knew that one day as I began uncovering his truths about relationships, preparation, and being found by the one, that I would come across this connection and my heart would be encouraged. Thank you, Lord. Okay. So back to get ready. At the time I heard that phrase, I supposed it to be my own thoughts because no scripture came to mind confirming that message. So I didn't think much about it. That is, until a few days later, while I was flipping through a magazine and in big, bold, black block letters, those words stood out as a title, get ready. God had my attention then. I did a quick Google search then to see if there was anything in the Bible that had anything to do with getting ready. Imagine my surprise when two scriptures came up and both had to do with marriage. The first scripture is Matthew 25, 1-10, the parable of the ten virgins. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. The Greek word ready in the scripture is from an old noun, which means fitness. 
one definition of that word goes back to suitable. And then get this. It means right or appropriate for a particular person, purpose, or situation. The word ready means furnished with what is necessary or disposed in a manner suited to the purpose. Ladies, the more I uncover, the more I realize I was not ready. When I sat across from my pastor and he spoke those words, I knew it. I never thought to ask until many more years later, well, how do I get ready? Okay, but I'm not going to focus on that. Now my focus is on getting ready by God's word. Uh, So we are in good hands. Y'all stay with me. If you haven't already, make sure to like and subscribe to get the latest revelation so that we can all get ready and have some great testimonies and so that God can get the glory. Okay, the second scripture that came up in my search for get ready is found in Revelation 19.7, which reads, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife has made herself ready. In the Greek, the word ready in the scripture means prepare. All right, y'all, hold on to your seats. <laughs> when I looked at the definition of the word prepare, get this. It says, get ready. And then the definition next to that one is put together. Have y'all listened to episode two? It had to do with the phrase put together and how a prophetic man spoke those two words to me years ago. And now today's message is about get ready, which is also the definition of prepare. This is so exciting. As I continue studying, it's encouraging confirmation to see how the revelation builds on each other and then to see how all of these coincidences weave beautifully together to tell a story of truth, God's truth. Let's go back to the word suitable, which we learned means right or appropriate for for a particular person, purpose, or situation. The image that comes to mind is that of a child and toys. How many of us know that not all toys are suitable for all children? Most often, when toys for a child are purchased, the packaging contains some type of safety or warning label. Some toys come with risks. Marbles, for example, might say not suitable for children under three because choking is a hazard as they tend to put objects in their mouths. If toys which are not suitable for a child are given to an unsupervised child, if given too early, too soon can turn tragic, catastrophic, or even deadly. Can it be that marriage is not suitable for certain women at certain stages of their lives? Can it be that the woman that questions if God has called her to marriage is simply that she is at a current stage in her life where marriage is not suitable for her? And if marriage were given to her, it would be too early and too soon and would turn into something catastrophic. Today, let's consider this. At your current stage in life, what kind of man are you suited for? Who do you currently fit? Study your history. 
study your relationships, your situationships. Does the type of man who is approaching you fall short from your ideal type of man that you see in your head and in your heart? If you're like most, we have in our minds an ideal man. Can it be that our spirit man is telling us who we were created to be helpmates for? Doesn't the word tell us that the Holy Spirit will tell us of things to come in John 16, 13? If marriage is part of our promise, then the Holy Spirit will guide us into that truth. He will speak what he hears the Father say and tell us what is to come in each one of our lives, right? Can it be that as women, we are looking, we are trying to obtain our promised husband with our mind? and by the works of our own flesh? Galatians 5.19 talks about the works of the flesh. Now, women, this is a hard pill to swallow, but listen here. Works of the flesh include sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, jealousy, outburst of anger, and the list goes on. Let me ask this again. Can it be that as women, we are looking, we are trying to obtain our promised husband with our mind and by the works of our own flesh when it is a responsibility of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us? Now, let's recall the phrase that God dropped into my spirit. Get ready. Let's focus on the other word in this phrase. Get. One definition of the word get means to learn. If we are to learn truths, then our teacher must be the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will teach you all things and will remind you of everything he has said to us in John 14, 26. Now, children become suitable for certain toys when they grow and learn to understand that they can't put certain things into their mouth. As a woman, we become suitable when we have learned to be wives. Going back to the scripture in Matthew, it says, They that were ready went into the marriage with him. How and why did the five wise virgins get into the marriage? Here's why. They had their lamps with oil, meaning they had the word of God and the Holy Spirit. Doesn't Psalm 119.105 say, Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light for my path. All the women in the parable had the word of God, which are their lamps they were carrying, but not all of them had the Holy Spirit. In the Bible, oil is a widely understood symbol of the Holy Spirit. The metaphor of oil, the visible, intangible liquid poured upon and absorbed by a human being, tells the invisible presence and action of the Holy Spirit. How many Christians have gone out to meet the one without the Holy Spirit? How many of us have been disappointed time and time and time again because we get into the wrong relationships with the wrong guys? Because we did it without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who is our comforter, the Holy Spirit who is our counselor, the Holy Spirit our helper, our intercessor, our advocate, our strengthener, the Holy Spirit our standby, 
The Holy Spirit is the one who guides us into all truth. The Holy Spirit is the one that helps and joins us in our weakness. In 1 Corinthians 2.12, it says, Now, we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world. Did y'all catch that? There is a spirit that belongs to the world who was not the Holy Spirit. Let me read this again. Now, we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. Friends, the Holy Spirit is imperative as single women in our journey to getting ready for marriage. How do we know that we have the Holy Spirit and that we are living by the Holy Spirit's power and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide our lives? In Galatians 5.21, it lists the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And here is the thing. We can say that we are all these things, but let us be truth tellers and truth seekers today. Are we really loving? We may claim that we have a lot of love to give to the one, but do we love our neighbor, our coworker, or family, or friend, or mother who wronged us, or our father who hurt us? Are we really patient or are we impatiently trying to make a relationship happen by our own doing? Are we kind to those who are only kind to us? As mentioned in Luke 6.33, that says, If you are kind only to someone who is kind to you, will God be pleased with you for that? Even sinners are kind to people who are kind to them. And what about self-control? What does that look like in your life today, especially in difficult situations? What about faithfulness? We say we will be faithful to the one, a human husband. But are we faithful to God who we can't see? We can't be faithful to a man if we can't be faithful to our God with our thoughts, with our body, our actions, or with our emotions. Ladies, how do we get ready? We allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth about what is right or appropriate for our particular person, purpose, or situation. We allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to get furnished with what is necessary for the purpose of marriage. According to Acts 2.38 and 39, it says, Repent, change your views and purpose to accept the will of God in your inner selves instead of rejecting it. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of and release from your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I, for one, repent today, this day. Lord God, change my views and purpose to accept your will in my inner self instead of rejecting it. Forgive me and release me from my sins. I thank you for and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit.